moment in the pilgrimage of the saints as we seek to enter into the territory where our inheritance lies there is no way we can lay hold on that which has been marked for us except we are ready to contend and it is not a new story in Israel that many of the militants of the house of Israel came face to face with their enemies and turned backward in the day of battle. A man that turns backward in the day of battle has not been processed. When he encounters circumstances and he is defeated, such a man doesn't have a rank. The Bible says that if he that falleth on the day of adversity, it is because his strength is small. And the priesthood that God is building, which the Bible says we are, is a priesthood that is built by stones. And ye are lively stones. Unfortunately, a stone does not evolve without a process. Unfortunately. There will have to be a process of qualification that brings a believer to that level, that status, that state where he is a stone a priesthood of stones you may be seated in the house of god before i make progress this evening show us what happens and show us how responses are secured from heaven the factors that interface in the courtroom of God in order to secure a response that can change the tide of nations and the governments of many lands. Uh, we need to see a few matters. God helping us in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, so we are sending a word to the body of Christ by the team of the conference that is forthcoming that this hour, this time, the church must rediscover her prayer ministry. Lest we run out of relevance in our generation. And people will seek to the occult. Seek to necromancers. Seek through wizardry and to witchcraft. Just because the church has lost her relevance. In rediscovering our essence and relevance, uh, God is emphasizing that we return back to our prayer ministry. What we call Europe, what we call the United Kingdom. Europe and the United Kingdom are formed originally by Vandals, by Vikings, by Celts. These guys had dark backgrounds in witchcraft and occultism. They are tracing their foundations in the dark world right now because Christianity failed in those territories. And if the church is going to remain relevant at this point in time, we must secure the base of our reality and power. And the church cannot function in her governmental status except she embraces her prayer ministry. Hallelujah. Now, we began a quick an exhortation 
they are to begin to put upon our hearts layer after layer the burden of the Lord that we are passing for this season so that everyone will be in high spirit and fully tuned and aligned to what God is doing when we sound the trumpet in a few days to come. The scripture we began with, you still remember? Yesterday, First Peter. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Amen. Oh my. Hallelujah. <laughs> the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. Alright, in First Peter chapter 2, verse 5, the Bible says, Ye as lively stones. That's a metaphor. That's a similar. Ye as lively stones. are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. That's our prayer ministry. And unfortunately, in order for that prayer ministry to... That's our corporate priesthood. That's the corporate priest. And he said that we are set up in order to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable unto God through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now, before we go into the intricacies of that scripture, it is needful for us to understand what he means when he refers to us as lively stones. First, we'll begin with stones, then we'll now go into lively stones, then we'll now go into stones that are built up. Hallelujah. Stones first. Stones. Mm, stones. Then living stones. Then what? Living stones that are built up. Not just built up onto any kind of edifice, but built up onto a priesthood in a territory. When such a priesthood is built up of stones tried, stones tested, stones that are processed, and spiritual sacrifices are offered according to knowledge. A banner is raised that darkness cannot contend with. You know the Bible says that when the enemy shall come in like a flaw, the spirit of the Lord shall raise a standard against him. The word standard in Hebrew is the same word banner for banner. And so this priesthood will have the capacity to raise a banner that will become the instrumentality by which darkness is subdued. And so we need to get it right. Get the prescription and the specifications right so that the results also can be right. The church is losing our relevance. Really fast. We started a meeting in the meeting will run here and the one will run. You know, in Lagos you are you have a modicum of intellectual. And so we'll preach and then give question and answer. And then suddenly we realize the level of terrible illiteracy 
biblical illiteracy in the city of Lagos. <laughs> because what we said, okay, now can you reduce your question to make it cut it with the scripture? Let's think in scripture. Then we just realize that people in Lagos don't know the Bible. Intellectuals, we don't want to hear your English. Can you fetch two scriptures and make a complete sense on the strength of scripture? Hey, if, if something, if, if, if God does not intervene, because we felt that the best brand of the Christianity will be found down south. What is there now is opaque, it's oblong, it's amorphous without a shape. And so, in the heart of the Niger, God wants to raise a priesthood. So, let's follow the prescriptions uh, meticulously. It says, Ye are what? Oh my. Now, you see, if your breath can't even push words out, how shall we successfully offer up spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable to God through Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. Now, so let's start with stones. Stones. And if I round up, I will move to the book of Malachi. That's if we have time. Malachi chapter 1. Stones. All right. Let's go to Isaiah. Chapter 28. Isaiah chapter 28. Please don't forget where we are starting from. It says, ye are what? Lively stones built up into a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices unto God, not acceptable unto God through Jesus Christ. That's where we are coming from. Right, so in order for us to understand what this whole thing is, let's start by understanding what the scripture says we are. Living stones. So let's start with stones first. Then we'll go to what? living stones then we'll go to stones that are built up and then stones that are built up into a priesthood then we'll go into spiritual sacrifices then we'll show you spiritual sacrifices that are not accepted and then we'll now see spiritual sacrifices that are accepted and the basis upon which such acceptance is established and then we'll see spiritual sacrifices accepted to god because they were processed they were demanded by christ himself all right, good. Uh, Isaiah chapter twenty-eight, verse sixteen. Therefore, this is liberal. Just in case there's a theologian here, uh, because of time. That's why I'm reading sixteen directly, because the practice of theology demands that you commence reading from a stem. This is not a stem. This is a branch. All right, so we'll go to 16 because of time. Therefore, thus hear the Lord. Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, 
a sure foundation. Then he now put a, a column there and he said, He that believeth shall not make his. He said, I lay in Zion. What? You are not with me. I know you don't want, you don't like what I want to say. <laughs> but we are already here. Ah, I lay in Zion a stone. That same stone that is laid in Zion because God will not use a stone that is not tested. So that stone will have to be tried. It is after the stone is tried that he now attains the status of being precious. It is when the stone is now regarded as precious that it can be considered whether it can play the role of a cornerstone. Because the function of that stone is that it will become a facility upon which heavy weight will rest. And so if you are not tried, if you are not tested, when we are put into the superstructure, you are likely to bend over and to break open. So God does not use any stone that he has not tested, he has not tried. So we are not talking about just being born again here. The priesthood that the scriptures is referring to here is not just a, a, a priesthood of a coalition of believers. He said, I lay in Zion a stone. Everything you are seeing in that scripture is something that is done deliberately in view of a deliberate expectation. Hallelujah. Okay. Uh, most of you have seen where they make bond bricks. Huh? Yeah, or you have not seen that? Uh, most of you have seen that. Uh, they get the clay, they put it into shape by putting it into something like that, and then they fire it to give it capacity, tenacity, tensile strength. But God will not just use that stone because it is fired. He will now test it whether it can withstand pressure. It is when it has passed the test that it now attains the status of pressures. So let's start again. Hallelujah. Amen. Now listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. There are times in your Christian life when God, you just call God and then he brings answers. That's when you start the process. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run it therein and find safety. It's an experience in Christ Jesus. And then a time comes when God begins to consider to use you for something that is pivotal. And that time, the economy that uh, surrounds the administration of your life changes a little. God will now subject you to a test and series of tests. What you will do when a circumstance comes up that looks like it is promising. Meanwhile, you have to compromise your stand with God in order to align with the benefit that the circumstance is presenting. Uh, if you will have to align with the flesh in order to appropriate the so-called benefit that is captured within the circumstance, it means you are not 
strong enough for some kind of kingdom pressure. And God will ensure that you are kept in hiding as far as critical kingdom matters are concerned. So the priesthood we are talking about is made of men that have developed a kind of shape and a kind of structure that is a function of testing and trials that they survived. Even the highest principalities in the regions of darkness, they understand something. That because Christ is domiciled in your spirit, they cannot affect your spirit. They cannot affect your inner environment. That's what every true victor must know. So, but what they do is they are not sure whether you are sure that the capacity you have inside is strong enough for any kind of pressure in life. They are not sure whether you are sure of that. So, they come around and then they kindle circumstances. Sometimes you have to go through a process of lack and want for about six years. And it's just like that. It's just like that. Nothing changes. You fast, you pray, you do dry fasting, you move out to the mountaintop in the bush so that just in case there's a break, of, break in transmission, the, the network is not effective. Right there on the mountain, you have free access to God. And when you do all the kind of stuff you know how to do, and you come back, the circumstance does not change. The reason is because uh, God wants you to understand that there is a deposit of himself that is immortal, that resides upon your inside. And his intention is that your life will take the shape of the capacity of that deposit. As long as that deposit is there, there is nothing that truly can come against you that that deposit does not have enough capacity to provide the shock absorbers for you to survive. The thing is, even if you don't fight, even if you don't contend, even if you don't go into battle, there is an ability inside that cannot be subdued. If you can take on the form of that ability that is raging on the inside, Satan can knock and knock and knock and he will not find your elastic limit. God knows that. Such is the investment of grace that domicilies the spirit of a man that has found God. But you are not sure of the capacity of what God has invested inside of you is. You are not sure of the ability that is raging on your inside. You are not sure of the tensile strain, the tensile strength, the capacity of that which is raging. And as long as you are not sure, you are likely to compromise, derail, to bend the rule that is in the kingdom of God in order for you to take advantage of a perceived benefit. That ability to bend is a proof that you cannot feature in that prison. You are not yet a stone. A stone takes an immortal form. Whether you don't like how it looks, that's how it looks. A stone can... Are you with me? Have you seen a mountain before? It's so ugly. There's one that looks like a nose of a human being. Whether you like it or not, that's the shape. And that shape evolved like that because of pressure and temperature. Because of... Are you with me? So it takes a shape that is in line with the process that it has gone through. And God wants you to take that immortal shape. A shape that you have assumed on the account of the pressure you survived and you did not yield. Only stones will last. Only stones will remain when the battle is over. He said, place in Zion a stone. It is first a stone. Then he has to go through the crucible of fire and pressure. Then he becomes a tri-stone. 
that's the one that can it can withstand all, all kinds of stuff it has it has already taken a shape a shape that is as a result of the triads it survives he can't assume another shape it's, it's already solidified that's how it is and so god will have to build it into the structure with that shape that he assumed because of the pressure that he survived such a man that has taken a shape on the account of the oppressor and he did not break he did not bend principalities even know that they have no business with him they can't conquer him he has found and appropriated the capacity of the investment of god that he contacted from jesus christ so he lives by that capacity there is nothing of this world you can entice him with that will be so attractive that he will now change his shape to accommodate he's already set in he's already shaped he's already taken a structure the the things he had gone through has imparted upon his calibration he has taken a kind of structure that nothing can bend anymore that immortal structure is what the bible uses the similar to symbolize ye are lively stones he is not addressing every believer can you see the protocol from where from stone to what when we were in the university there were many anointed men by the time i was 100 level there were many many anointed men if i mention some of them you will know them burning with fire it was a campus of fire jesus all kinds of stuff. I remember our prayer group those days. I don't know. The, the guy, those guys were nocturnals. You never identify them in the daytime. But in the night, you need to come and hear tongues like frogs that are groaning. They were nocturnals. Their power is unleashed in, at night. Oh, Lord have mercy. But we did not know that all the prayers that we, we offered uh, uh, actually put us on course to be tried. God wanted to evolve a priesthood out of our lives. We did not know that God's intention was that he was going to put us through the process just because we are promising. I hope you know it was God himself that attracted problem to Job. He advertised Job in the wrong place. And Satan took interest. <laughs> because he knew what would be the result of the pressure just in case job survives job job now how do they call it the cement when you put cement is when he sets job has set into a ship he knows what will happen but it will only take trial that will make you set like that when they try a man with 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 women no he's set try him with money he's set he said, okay, let's change the weather if it will affect his prayer life. He said, the power by which he prays is not in the weather. When he's in the hot, hot Amazon of my God, he's okay. It's good enough for him to exercise his muscles. And if he climbs to the mountains or plateau, it's even better. Mm, the power that sustains him is not on earth. It's not in the river. It's not on the mountain top. The capacity resides on his inside. And he has, he, has, he has perfected how to use the resources. 
and the potentials that that capacity has so that nothing external can influence him. That is a stone. He has taken on the immortal shape of the deposit of God inside of his spirit. It is with those kind of stones that he builds a priesthood. And we, you know there's so much compromise in the body of Christ. That's why three million people will gather on the campground and they raise prayers to heaven and cannot shift principalities and power. But Daniel will kneel down in his room. And he will make petitions and supplication to God facing the east. And suddenly angels are dispatched to minister to him. And when they saw that he was still praying, after the answers were released, they had to send Michael to go check. Can they send Michael because of you? God will send Michael to recover stones. <laughs> will send Michael to recover stones. Those ones don't die like that. Even if full and multiplies, those ones have a covenant of life. Yes, stones, stones. They have they have set in their immortal shape, and they emit a light. They, it, it, it is refractive. Uh, a, a kind of illumination that, that oozes out of their spirit by Christ is refracted by the uniqueness of their shape as a stone. That is what gives it a name that is different from another. Such a man, such a man, uh, principalities are forgotten about them. Say, leave that one. He is a stone. He is set in his ways. Go for the ones that are still trying to settle. The cement is still trying to settle. Try to influence the shape. Try to make it Give, make him develop an appetite through which you can govern him. Make him like something that is inconsistent with the order that he represents. So that from that point we can always influence his life, influence his destiny. And if we survive on that point in his life, we will also have a great likelihood to survive in the life of his son at that same point too. Hallelujah. Now so the stone... It's first a stone set in Zion. Then it's a tri-stone. Then it's what? It's a precious stone. Based on this one, I have to whisper now. I have to whisper. I have to whisper. Hallelujah. An analysis was a statistics. Research was carried out recently. In the Pentecostal fold. And it was gathered that 60% of Pentecostal ministers use charms to minister. Right? I'm talking of Nigeria. The, the research was done in Nigeria. I will not go further. But these are live researches from the biggest Pentecostal ministries in this country. Hallelujah. 60% of ministers use diabolical powers on the pulpit. Then we wonder why we congregate in millions and we cannot move shift principalities we don't have a shape in the immortal realm so we cannot feature in the in the priesthood we have not yet gained the status of precious when heaven looks upon the material and say this one is precious so heaven has to defend it michael has to go for it i remember the story that was told because i read the chronicles of the great prophet Babalola of CAC. That he was praying one night and Michael came to his aid. And Michael was so, so big, so bogus that he knew that if Michael should touch down, 
the foundation of the house where he was praying will shatter. So, Michael just suspended up there just to help the foundation. To help the foundation of the building, he just suspended there and um, and addressed him. I hope you know that Elijah ate angel's bread, and he walked forty days and forty nights to Horeb, the Mount of God. I hope you know Jesus had a meat of which we did not know, and when they wanted to crucify him, his garment was seamless. I know you have worn worn garments of all sorts, but you have not worn a garment that is seamless yet. By what means was he able to have a garment that had no stitch? It was similar. No way. Okay, you don't, okay. Uh, uh, I don't need to digress. I would have shown you uh, the relationship between your diet and your garment in the book of Isaiah. His garment was similar. Now, these guys ate manna, which is angel's bread. And they, for 40 years, they did not need a change of raiment. Because their garments grew out. Their shoes Grow out. There's a relationship with what you eat and what you wear. So Jesus had a garment that was seamless. Are you with me? I went into all that trouble because when Michael appeared to him, Angel Michael, he brought food for him. It was after he ate Michael's bread, the bread that Michael brought, that he became more like one of the cherubs. Much more like the cherubs than mortal men. During praise and worship, he suspends. In the church, suspe- I mean suspend. Not that they are doing the deliverance or just worshiping God and then suddenly you see someone rising from the ground. <laughs> Is that one immortal? That's a stone. That's a stone. And every one of us has that capacity in Christ Jesus. But many people will live and die without attaining that state. Just like we have liquid state, we have gaseous state, we have, we have what? We have solid state. A stone is a state. How can you explain William Branham was in a service and he took a stone from the ground. And when he took that stone and he said, as he's dropping this stone, there will be earthquake. That one, that's a stone. That's a colossus. America, there was a, the greatest earthquake of his time took place after he dropped that stone. That the land was, had gone into iniquity and he had been sent as the voice of judgment. Hey, that's a stone. The dimensions of God's dealings we will never see in a generation until the stones come back from their journey. It was by a stone that the principality called Goliath came down. It was by a stone that the, the image of jealousy that was raised in Babylon based on the vision of the king, a stone that the human hand did not cut, he hit that, that image and brought it down. All the human governments that have risen again and again and have brought treachery to the, to the territory. It was by a stone that it was diminished. I lay in Zion. There's a critical assignment that this stone will be used to perform. Because of that, God will subject them to tests. Tensile tests. Tensile strain. In order for his capacity to be rated. It's on the strength of that rating that he gains the status of precious. Uh-huh. After precious, then what, would it, what do we have? A sure foundation. It's either used for a foundation or for a cornerstone. But if it's used for a foundation, that foundation is sure because it's tested. If it's used for a cornerstone, 
that cornerstone is precious because it's tested as we grow in destiny as we grow in life as you grow in the kingdom you will lose your privateness very soon your money will not be your money anymore your life won't be your life and the kingdom keep keeps demanding that you lay down more lay down more lay down when even when you don't see any more to lay down the kingdom is saying lay down the only thing that the mortars can respect is sacrifice okay the mortars do not respect the fact that you bought toyota metrics and you're driving in town no but david said when those guys fought and went to the, the well at bethlehem and they brought him water and david through the discipleship that he received from samuel he understood how to rate a spiritual substance when they brought the water he said Kai, this water at this point is equivalent to blood so that is the rating that the mortars gave that water he knew that rating because he was discipled in the way of priesthood the mortars are not concerned about how that maybe you got a job and you married by the time we go to the book of first corinthians from chapter two and when we begin to read it carefully you begin to see the things of men there are some things that are called the things of men there are some things also that are called what the things of god now why is it that jesus rebuked peter as if he was rebuking the devil and he rebuked the devil as if he was rebuking peter he said for thou sufferest not the things that be of god you don't even understand the things of god that's why you committed this blunder at that point when that water was brought that water was the things was part of the things of the immortals because of the sacrifice that was put into the process of procuring it it was not a drink for men you think you have a good job and then suddenly you now says all right um you are going to do this and do that and you give and give and give until giving becomes a lifestyle the spirit of giving comes upon you and if god has helped you he now gives you a wife too that has that kind of bad attitude so everybody is mad in the whole environment all right and giving becomes a lifestyle most times you even know what you will use the money for before it comes you need to go to him to take permission to build the house you say wait first wait he controls that controls everything a time comes when nobody can bribe your soul with money again because a lot of people believe that every man has a price and then suddenly they find a man that has that nothing on earth can buy him that is a stone he's not here he's not operating from here he serves the things that be of god he has no regard for the things of men he has experienced conversion and transition you will look at him because he enters the same bus with you and you think you the things that worry you are the same no he is not troubled about the things of men he's troubled about the things of god hallelujah when we go to the zona office or to the head office in our workplace you now begin to see people 
doing eye service so that they will have promotion. Somebody will enter into the manager's office, spoil you, and then come out and seize you as I say, hey, Alpha. And then I now saw that they were elementals. They were so diminished and demeaned. I will, I'm not living for what you're living for. And that's why they can't understand why I would like Gombe. They are not paying you money for transfer. The people that are living where they are living, they are living back to their families. You are living to the northeast where there is Boko Haram. Meanwhile, I've already seen my pulpit in the desert without a congregation. And I called on him and asked him for insight. He said, that is intercession. You will minister to a desert land without seeing the people you are ministering about. <laughs> I'd already seen that. Hallelujah. There are things that be of God. And there are things that be of men. And then suddenly, this Colossus is entangled with the things that be of God. So much so, that in fact his life is structured in such a way that he's aligned and he interfaces with the things that be of God. That's no longer a, a human being. It's not a human. No, it's not a human. It's a stone. He has different levels of preferences. His conviction is so is priceless. He's a man of whom his generation is not worthy. Hallelujah. He's set in his ways. There is no new invention in the kingdom of darkness that can entice him. He has, he has taken on a shape and a form. That form is an immortal form. With reference to the power that is deposited on the inside. And how much he has come to depend upon that power in the light of pressures and circumstances that principalities have thrown at him. It's a stone. It's a tested stone. It's a tried stone. He becomes a precious stone, then he can become a cornerstone. Because God will not use a stone that he has not tested. Now, let's go. Uh, even if we find a stone, the kind of stone that will actually fit into this great structure that God is about to put up is not just a normal stone, it's not just an ordinary stone, but it's a living stone. A living stone. In order to explain living stone there's life in that stone there is a witness from that stone there is a testimony that the stone bears it's not just a stone but it's a precious stone it's a jewel and it bears a testimony so i wanted to enter that yesterday but there was no time are you with me your prayers are more powerful when you refuse to compromise You see two people pray for somebody and then something happens when and that person prays. Then you say, ah, what, what happened? No, this man is a stone. He was tempted and tested the same way this other guy was tested. He decided that he will not be enticed by anything that is not in the kingdom of God. Alright? This one takes the shape of the environment. Anything that comes, anything that goes, and it keeps going like that. And then he wants to have power with God. That is not true. And so God is setting up a priesthood. And the priesthood is made of, of lively stones. Now let's do this scripture quickly before I take you to the book of Malachi. And then we'll begin to talk about spiritual sacrifices. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Okay. Maybe we'll do Revelation. I did not plan for this now anyway. But uh, let's see. Ah, I don't know how far we can go here. Revelation chapter 21. We'll begin from verse 10. But don't forget. Don't forget what we are doing. Don't forget what we are doing. Uh, it was Jesus that said, Ye are the light of the world. Ye are a city that is set upon and heal that cannot be healed in the words of jesus you are a city you are delight so you are delight and you are a city that's the word of jesus himself this is the city that you are in the book of revelation chapter 21 from verse 10 you see the city you know jesus said the city that is set upon what Oh my God, you are not with me. A city that what? Is set upon what? A hill. Don't forget that. Okay, because this is the city. In verse 10 of Revelation chapter 21, it says, carried me away in the spirit to a great high what? Because the city is set where? Upon what? A hill. And he showed me a great city. What's the name of the city? The Holy Jerusalem descending out of heaven from god the first characteristic of the city is that is is called the holy jerusalem holy jerusalem now i need to explain that a little a little what does it mean when we say something is holy holy is what set apart what do you mean by set apart belongs to god you have 30 percent separated unto god that is just that's that's the normal church perspective without blemish no it has nothing to do with blemish or not it's consecrated unto god now just like if i go to the market and i buy a cup right you know, if you take the cup home, you can use it to drink water. But when you take the cup and you bring it to church and you say, I dedicate this cup to church. It means, based on that dedication that you did, that cup should never be used for what human beings use cup for. Oh my, are you with me? The cup has only one use. Only the one that you dedicated it to can use it thereafter. So it's still a cup. But it's a dedicated cup. It can't do what normal cups do. It will only do the kind of bidding that him that you gave the cup to wants to subject it to. Maybe you, you, you bought ten of it and you decided to give one. You still have nine at home and you are drinking with it. But you can't drink with this one after you dedicate it to a spirit. It's the spirit that will determine the use he puts it to. Now, so in Bible days, we call the nine at your house common cups. And then we call this one holy cup. Because this one, it will be an abomination for you to use this one. And you take it home, you escape with it, and you use it to drink. A curse will come upon you. 
Because the spirit that you gave it to will fight you. You get that? Are you with me? Now, so we can use many other words. It's separated unto God, good. Huh? Consecrated unto God, good. Saturated by God. That is a higher definition which we can't bring it to this class. It's sacred. What makes it sacred is because it has been given to... Do you understand what I'm talking about? So when we are saying holy Jerusalem, it's a city that is different from every other city. It's a city that is different because it has been given unto God. It's God's idea that regulates it. The holy Jerusalem. And that holy Jerusalem is coming down from heaven. Don't forget that it's a holy Jerusalem. Okay? It's coming down from heaven. Meanwhile, that city is is you because our nationality is of heaven that's where our reality is so let's go so holy jerusalem is separated unto god its definition its essence its usefulness can only be spoken about by the one that is dedicated to okay are you still with me all right holy jerusalem descending out of heaven from god First and foremost, the Bible says that that city has the glory of God. The glory of God. The glory of God. The city has the glory of God. The Bible says that we have this treasure in 18 verses. That the excellency of the power might be of God and not of us. God wants to use your life as a theater. A theater to manifest his essence, his capabilities, his, his glory, his essence upon the face of the earth. It's an earthen vessel, but there's a treasure inside. That treasure that is inside will make the earthen vessel have more value than just a mere earthen vessel. Because the glory of God is factored within it. There was a glory that was found upon the face of Moses. It was a glory that came upon him because of contact with God. He retained that glory on his face. And the more he, when he left the presence of God, the glory began to diminish. But in the New Testament, when we talk about glory, we are not talking about something that is diminish, diminishing, but something that is excelling in strength, in brilliance and power. We are not talking about a glory that is external. We are talking about a glory that is internal, which is casted by the very presence of God that tabernacles your heart. Hallelujah. And it is expected that your life will be lived on the basis of that heavenly resource that God has invested into you. So that you no longer live by reason of the infirmities that is the description of the human life, but you live beyond the infirmities. That means your life is exhibiting something that you are more than the normal, natural, canon man. You have access to the glory of God. This city is describing you. Now, I've, at least I've confirmed that it's describing you. Uh -huh, let me go where I'm going. Because I don't have time. Hallelujah. Amen. So we now have uh, the, the stone age now. This is the stone age. Having the glory of God and a light was like unto a stone. Most precious, even like what? Like, like Jasper. 
clear as crystal. The light did not come because there was a, a light bulb. It said like her light was what? Ah, please read for me. Her light was what? That stone is what? Is it a precious stone? Most precious. Been tried many times. It came out wonderful. Came out sufficient for the task. And then it has a place in that city. And the appearance of wheat was like jasper. Clear as crystal. No guile. No form of guile whatsoever. That means every deposit of God that comes upon it is manifested and refracted and reflected to a generation because it's a custodian of the glory of God. Only stones make it to that particular structure. Only stones. Oh my God, I don't have time. I don't have time. There are 17 stones on that building. Berlin is green. Ha. It's the color of life. Oh my Jesus. It's the color of life. You see a man and you know he's full of life. You see, when he comes to a place, we went somewhere, somebody died, there were money. They just finished the barrier. So we did not come early enough to meet the barrier. And the people were mourning. The people were mourning. The mourning, the cries were strange. And then we went to see the woman, the widow that was left behind after the demise of the man. And they were interpreting because it was a language I could not speak. So they told them that a pastor has come and the pastor wants to pray for her. So... You know, somebody that is mourning. Okay. Would they receive prayer here? Would they receive prayer? Then I began to pray. I began to pray. I began to pray. And then suddenly the spirit of the Lord descended upon me. Then I began to prophesy. The prophecy was, was heavily laden with a lot of details that confirmed so many things in her life. You know what happened at the end of the prophecy? The yoke of money broke. They could not mourn again. Even if you try to, to mourn, it will be fake. The yoke, it was a spirit. Mourning is a spirit. The yoke broke. And life came back. Hallelujah. Life came back. And we went, when we went, we still followed them up and found out that they did not go back to mourning. So what happened was permanent. They were taken from the mat of mourning and a garment of praise and joy came into the place. Oh, there's something called life. There's something called life. I don't want to go into burial. It will take us too much time. Inorganic stones and organic stones. All of them are in that building. Some people are carriers of life. Death doesn't hang around them. They have a covenant with a mortal, with a invincible. The Bible says the thing that made Moses to leave Egypt, Egypt was the light of the world at that time. But someone saw something that was superior to the wisdom of Egypt. And for that he was able to risk going into the desert, into the wilderness alone. The Bible revealed in the book of Hebrews that it, he saw him that was invincible. Hallelujah. Mm. It was life he saw. And when he came back to Egypt, full of life, there were 12 spirits in that particular Egypt that were, that were lieutenants for death. 
those spirits could not subdue a man because he was full of that which cannot die. Very. Now, let's leave that. I just showed you small. It's a snapshot. That's how we fit into the city. And then those immortal materials that we reflect, like Jasper, is an immortal state. It's an immortal state that bears the appearance of God. Hallelujah. Now, because of time, maybe when we meet again before the conference, we'll continue this our study. Then I'll bring the 12, the 17 stones in that building. 17 realities in that building. 17 realities. All the realities are not just stones. There are other issues that we need to raise from there to add to the stones. It will make a list of 17 things. Then when you see it, that is how God is expecting us to operate. When you begin to move more into Christ Jesus and God begins to form you and God begins to shape you, you now discover that you actually bear the characteristic of one of those stones. Yes. It's an immortal reality. And the deposit of God that is in you is supposed to take you to that point where you take on an immortal shape. Where you are like Mount Zion that cannot be moved. Where you live and abide forever. And that's why I put that clause there. I lay in Zion a stone, a tri-stone, eh? a precious stone, a sure foundation. Then he now added a column. He that believeth shall what? Not make environmental things cannot move him into action he is he is like mount zion that cannot be moved that's it is from his lifestyle that we know whether he has taken his structure as a stone when you see somebody there's one man i won't call his name yeah he's he always has answer when you call him and say you are wasting time time is going to say no 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 god holy ghost spoke jesus spoke jesus we have waited for how many years now Paul Ego, how many years? There's, he's not a stone. That one is. <laughs> he's not in Christ. He's growing. He's growing in something else, but not in Christ. Because if you are growing in Christ, you should end up an, an immortal yourself. You should take on a state that is strange and foreign to this world. You should take on a definition that this world cannot understand. That definition that this world can't entice, this world can't influence, the principalities cannot manipulate. And though you are in this world, you are not of this world. That state is what is captured in immortal context as a stone. So come with me. Now, if we have stones, stones available. Huh? God wants to build us into a priesthood it means it's a corporate priest and you know if god is building the building is a deliberate action you know that building is deliberate it doesn't just appear overnight bring block put one block bring this put but the the problem with the building is raw materials because he and me are the stones and god will not use a stone that he has not tried that's the problem from materials for the building. But when he begins to get stones from our lives, people that cannot be influenced by the spirit of this age, then out from among them, he begins to erect a structure. And he calls that structure a holy priesthood. Now, so he's referring to 
a corporate priest not just a personal priest but a corporate priest that is fashioned by tried men they had opportunities to bow to the devil opportunities to serve satan and serve him well but they rejected the devil and chose god even though it was difficult then when god gathers these people he makes out of them a priesthood when they gather together to pray they can change governments they can change the weather if they know how to offer accurate spiritual sacrifices mm -hmm. now the reason why i'm bringing this up now is because god encountered me not too long ago and showed me our corporate rank that the day of priesthood will be born in this conference Amen. because he has stones among us yes. you know we started like boys all the things you suffered there were opportunities but it was so difficult you prayed you fasted didn't change he's, he's forming his tomb he's forming his tomb the beauty of the church that will rise in this locality is that it will be a church of stones before we move into spiritual sacrifice let us take a refresher course for 15 minutes then we'll stop for today malachi chapter Your priesthood will be missed, will be discredited just because of that little compromise. In the, in the days to come, when you need intervention, you will discover that you, you lack the ability to move the hand of God. So God has instructed us to give the word out to the body of Christ that that time has come when the priesthood of stones must be assembled in order for God to have a holy priesthood built up in the territory. In the book of Malachi chapter 1, verse 11. You know those guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Those are stones. They say we will not bow down. For we are not careful about this matter. And even if God decides that our death will be of service to him, such that he refuses to respond our mind is already made up we are colossuses we function by conviction and the threat of death is not strong enough to make us lose our status and our shape we are fasting into this mold and we can't change and it's something we cannot apologize about we are not careful about that's a stone he can't change his mold his shape just because a tyrant rises you see, it was not an angel that was sent to deliver them. Because God will always seek out his stones. He will always, he will always seek out his stones. It was the son of man himself that appeared in the midst of the fire. Not angels. Why? Because that stone has become precious. If we lose this one, it will cost us. So there are some people that have an extensive protection. Huh? policy on their lives because heaven will lose if those ones are, are taken out and so if, if, if there are some times where jesus himself will be the one that will ensure that the tables are manipulated because it's, it, it takes generations to develop this type we are we are preparing him to be a cornerstone in the revival movement somewhere oh no 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 fulani can't take this type fulani no <laughs> he's precious he is precious. 
He is precious. We didn't know that after all those prayers, we prayed like nocturnals on campus and we thought we were spiritual people until God now said, I have many candidates applying for testing in view of stoneship. When the test began to come, I discovered that even while we prayed, we were not many. <clears throat> because God saw us in our immortal context and our capacities. Many years down the road, our numbers slimmed up according to the rating of the sanctuary. And only very few became stones. So God will fight to, to preserve a stone. He will fight. Now, in the book of what? Malachi chapter 1. Malachi 1. Verse 11. I trust God to be able to set this out. Now I ask him for utterance. It's a complex scripture. But this scripture most accurately presents the body of the moment. From the rising of the sun even to the going down of the same. My name shall be great among the Gentiles. And in every place incense shall be offered unto my name and a pure offering for my name shall be great among the hidden say the lord can you see the mandate in every place incense incense shall be offered unto my name and what a pure offering for in every place incense shall be offered unto my name and a pure offering. These are the words of God. Incense shall be offered. A pure offering shall be offered. This is the mandate of stones. They are living sacrifices that exist not for their own purposes but exist for God's agenda. And every breath of life that they take is to the end that something in God, an agenda in God must see the light of fulfillment. It says in every place incense incense must be offered unto the name of the Lord and what? A pure heart. Let's start with incense. We need to do this too before we can now talk about spiritual sacrifice. Incense and a pure offering. <laughs> ah, have you heard what Jesus said? He said, "If you, if you want to give your offering, and you discover that um, a brother has problem with you, don't bother offering it." He said, "Go back. Be reconciled with your brother." Before you come back and give the offering. Which is a scripture that I believe most Christians are not practicing. That scripture is a minor. It doesn't see so much of compliance. The scripture may not be relevant until what we want to offer is incense. Then you realize that there's a protocol that is required. Now, listen to me. It's your heart that is the altar. God does not take money as it were. 
uh, fiscal money. It's, you give the money to God, we receive it, but something else leaves you. There is something in your heart. When you gave it, before you gave it physically, you had released it from your heart. Because I know there was a time God said I should give 500,000. I gave him the money, fiscal money. But I released it from my heart two weeks later. So the incense came two weeks later. Because I didn't release it. So two reactions take place. There was a time you released it from your heart. Because I've seen sometimes like that that god said give me this and i said all right it's yours but i've not given the money physically you understand and the miracles he's we promised started happening even before i gave the fiscal cash because incense had, had ascended to heaven now if your objective is incense eh, you will ensure that the regulations concerning incense are carefully and meticulously followed that is the day when that scripture is of essence incense so i want to give incense it's going to arise from my heart there is something that is going to obstruct my incense from ascending to god and that obstruction is going to come because somebody's spirit has been offended and the person in that state of offense his offense is raising an incense that is ascending to the court of heaven in the which my own offering is going to have to go through contention and litigation before it can be accepted jesus said no need to go ahead go and quench the other incense first go and quench that there are many things that will begin to offer, emphasize if what we want to establish is priesthood priesthood has power it doesn't matter whether you were born on a full moon on a rock and the name of Amadioha was mentioned when your mother released you into this world. I tell you, if we understand what priesthood is and stones begin to emerge, stones, we can blot out the ordinance that had been written. We can reverse the judgment that was proclaimed. Ah, we can invoke power, power so much that every disobedience is revenged. But only stones can do that. See, so in order for that incense to have a, a sweet, because it's no longer going to heaven in form of words, it's going there as incense. Because it's what rises from your heart. Hallelujah. I hope you know the immortal realm feeds on sacrifice. Humanity and self, selfishness does not like sacrifice. It's, it's, it's a philosophy of self-preservation, self-protection, self-edification. All of that, that is what humanity is about. But in order to make sense to the mortals, you give away what humans hoard. And then Inan has a value in the sanctuary. Only stones can live like that perpetually. They are no longer entities that serve the way of men the way of God these are the ones that have power with God these are the ones that have capacity to prevail with God because their very essence is caught up in the will of God now so when that incense ascends from your heart and it ascends into heaven let me show you where what happens in heaven before we now 
I want to give you this background understanding before we talk about spiritual sacrifices. It, it's in plural because there are many. Oh my. Ruka baba baba Ruke kanabo sokono. Samuel stood up in dry season and he wanted Israel to know that he was a precious stone before God and he offered a sacrifice according to the wisdom of prison. Rain fell in dry season as a sign. It's not that eh, as a sign that he is God's own. <laughs> hey, Maria Kone Kosina. You can subdue, you can put into bondage the elements. If your name is known in the spirit. If you are one of the stones. Alright. Let's go to Revelation quickly as I round up. No more time. Uh, you know, don't forget to oh, incense and what? A pure offering. And he says that he wants that kind of of reciprocation of love in every place now this is it whether your village will experience visitation because i hope you know visitations and schedules he pre-appointed the boundaries of our habitation and the times of our visitation so uh, uh, he pre-appointed our visitation so visitations are schedules schedules that heaven puts in place are you with me it is expected that if this incense rises from every place then it means that the case of that locality is ascending to heaven so god on the strength of the incense that is coming from that locality schedules a visitation for that place you wonder why your family has not been visited since it is incense they receive not words Maybe you have been praying very well, but you have not yet considered the other appendages that ensure that your incense will not be obstructed. Sometimes in order for your prayers and your incense to ascend properly, you may need to go and tell somebody sorry. The person you are telling sorry, you didn't offend him. The person just felt offended. And if we go into priesthood, those details have to be captured. Like a priest, the Bible says, Thou has power with God and thou has prevailed. We are talking about men that will gain power with God and prevail over every circumstance, over everything that principalities, wise spirits are plotted against you. He says he has power with God and what? He prevailed. Okay. Before I close, no time. Revelation, finally. Revelation 5. Finally, 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 finally. I found out that there's a higher plane of influence in Christ Jesus. There's a higher plane. My ambition is to attend to reach that plane. <laughs> ah. For in the days in which we live, only stones can appear before the court and bring witness. Only stones. In Revelation chapter 5, 
turn quickly, turn quickly, turn quickly, turn quickly, turn quickly. And I saw in the side, in the right hand of him that sat on the throne, a book written within and on the backside, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice who is worthy to open the book and to lose the seals thereof. These are immortal demands. Demands that arise from where flesh and blood does not exist. Things that bother the waters in heaven. These, these are immortal demands. Who is worthy? That was the problem of heaven that time. To open the seals. To, to, to look upon the book. Who is worthy? And then the statistician of the spirit went into the archives of statistics and came up with the result of the research. And then uh, when they looked among men, there was no man found. No man found. Now, one of the first things I want to introduce to you about the mortal realm is a realm whose demands are uncompromising. The fact that no man was found did not mean that they reduced the standard. No man was found. Now, I want you to see how far they looked for a man. No man was found in heaven, nor where? The earth, nor where? Under the earth. The one that had was sleeping when their records appeared before heaven he said this kind of requirement here no man has stature enough to advance and to furnish it and they looked for men where in heaven they looked for men where on earth they looked for men where on that day and the statistician came with the records and say of the stock of men either in heaven earth or beneath the earth no man was found ah suddenly john began to weep because as long as no one has touched to break those seals the secrets in them will ever be concealed and it happens to be that the kingdom forges ahead through mysteries and secrets and until those secrets are unveiled until seals break no new civilization appears in heaven and if no new civilization appears in heaven no new manifestation will find expression in heaven. when men are sought to uncover seals to break seals it's not mere mortars that are sought the stones of different shapes and sizes it's the witness the testimony the lifestyle the conviction of men across the nations even men just ones whose spirit have been made perfect and heaven searched to find who was worthy and there was none in heaven on earth and beneath the earth hallelujah i say hallelujah and no man in heaven nor in earth neither under the earth was able to open the book neither to look thereon 
I wept much because no man was found worthy to open the book and to read the book, neither to look thereon. There are, there are three problems here. Opening the book, read the book. You can't even look upon it. It's shrouded in light and fire. You will not successfully see the pages. As John began to cry, then one of the elders, the wise men, because John was not in the meeting. When the proclamation was made, there was a, an inner caucus meeting. An inner caucus meeting where it was revealed that somebody has qualified to take inventory of this book. John was not there, so John was taken. So one that had started to be in that inner caucus meeting now came out and now told John, Weep now. He just came from. The spirit realm is a strange place, it's a terrible place, very terrible place. You are there in the realm. The breaking news that just came out, you are not. It's a world of stones. May your own stone be able to survive the blazing fire. May you stand and be in fire, in the midst of fire. And, and may it abide. There are many things that melt under the weight of that fire. Not every stone can survive there. But may your own stone survive the fire. The guy was outside in the outer court crying. And one who had stature, his description, his name was not mentioned. That was part of the inner caucus meeting. Came out and said, weep not. There's new development on this matter. A strange wonder has taken place. He said, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the traces village, he said, is of the root, the stock of David. He has prevailed. Are you aware? That this requirement that heaven had only a man was qualified to it was for men. That's what I'm saying. But no man was one. And it took some time. And then they now traced the stock of David and found a colossus. One that was man, but yet he did not live like man. One that was man, but yet he did not die like man. One that defied everything about humanity. That lived on a new frame of reference. Lived on the basis of a different reality. Only that man qualified. And he was from the stock of the household of David. He said, weep now. Some, some activities, a new development has come. In the inner sanctuary. Now, I was expecting, because when they said one of the house of David has prevailed to open the book to loose the seals and to look thereon I was expecting a giant with broad chest but you see the immortal realm is not the realm of men I beheld and lo a lamb as he had been slain having seven horns and seven heads and seven eyes which were the seven spirits of God I don't have time for that today. But those seven horns, where did he get it? He got it from Philippians chapter 2. The seven things that he need to, needed to do in order for him to sacrifice himself in such a way that the mortals will accept as an atonement for, for the original sin which plagued all men. I don't have time for that. He got seven horns authority in every sphere and every realm. What, what, what matters there is how many horns do you have? 
this face will your authority be realized when the madman of gadara spoke he said we know paul he has a horn that we recognize his identity is established in the kingdom from whence we operate in how many realms will your name pass the test I don't want to go into that. Let's leave that. Let's leave. Let's leave. Someone survived. And then, of the root of David, he had prevailed to open the book to lose the seals thereof. Ah, leave verse 6. Leave it. Not today. Seven eyes. The judging eyes. Ah, leave it. We, we have a lot to do a lot of bible study to do before this one can come eh? so let's leave that one leave us till another time all right verse 7 and he came took the book out of the right hand of him that sat on the throne when the book was taken he did not just directly break the seal verse 8 is the key of that scripture and this is a purely mortal scenario he said when he had taken the book the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the lamb everyone having harps and golden vials full of orders which were the prayers of the saints so as the incense is ascending to heaven and the elders now bring their harps so their harps and their worship in heaven is mingled with the orders or the incense that ascends from earth it is that environment of the mixture of order and worship that seals can be broken without that environment no seal is broken i hope you know your calling it's not everything about it you know now and um, but you will now release incense release incense and a time will come where a ceremony will be conducted in heaven and another seal will break that's when there's a revelation of an additional part of your life is revealed from there and that's how that civilization can come to you here the kingdom is a kingdom of secrets a kingdom of seals things are kept under lock and key until there's a priesthood on. that's why god is so desperate about a priesthood on it that will specialize in offering incense it is that incense that mixes with heavenly worship that creates the environment where what seals are broken. Finally, remember the things that are hidden, they belong to God. The things that are sealed belong to God. But the things that are re revealed, they belong to who? Unto us and unto our children. And just in case there's a revelation, just in case there's an insight, then a seal broke something open but there must be incense coming out from earth constantly if that which is from the earth is not available in heaven even though there's a man of stature that has capacity to open the seal seals do not break until there is an environment that supports the breaking of seals he said in every place incense must rise to his name and a pure offering we are going to pray that's what we are calling the church to this is not something we do part-time this is our first line of ministry 
priesthood. We represent the land. We stand for the nation. We stand for her people. And if God wants to reach her people, he cannot do anything except he reveals it to his servant, the prophet. You want to bring about a change in your village? Come with incense. There is something that the court of heaven, the council of elders cannot manufacture. They can't manufacture others. They have harps and they can bring sounds of worship. They can cast their crowns, but they need others. Oh, I don't have time to take you to the book of Revelation chapter 10. Where I will show you after the others come, then angels, high angels of glory, we mix that, your prayer, with, with spices. So that the prayer can be more effective. It will, it will choke God in the sanctuary. Such that he cannot ignore that being with praise. Uh, just like you have watchers on, on earth, we have watchers in heaven. The watchers in heaven that are sent to watch over this territory when prayers are offered, they carry their own spice and they add to it before they send it into the sanctuary. Is that kind of prayer that 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 releases thunder and lightning? <laughs> There's a partnership of priesthood between heaven and earth. It is only after that sound that order ascends that the Bible reveals in the next verse that heaven and earth sang the same song. I will sing <laughs> and I will sing and I will sing listen to me there is an alignment that earth must gain with heaven before we can push this beast of reckless wickedness back to the place from whence it has come don't you know the bible said the lord kill it he kill it and he make it alive is it that his hand has lost his skill to kill there's no priesthood that can provoke him. Heaven and earth have not yet synchronized. You see, and in that day, heaven, earth, and even the trees will sing one song. One song. Because the priesthood has made everything align and synchronized with heaven. Only God knows how much power resides inside of us. That day of priesthood has come. And the least among us must line up because the strength of David will be given to everyone as we are sent before him in form of incense in form of odors let the sanctuary be saturated with the odors that are pleasing in sight and on the strength of that let seals break let the destiny of the land that has been kept under lock and key open rise on your feet we pray tonight Who is worthy to open the book? Who is worthy to lose the seals and look thereon? Who is worthy? Who is worthy? Who is worthy that will insist that in my lifetime this treachery must come to an end. Who is worthy to open? And no man was found. We need to rewrite that verse. That verse must be rewritten. 
stones have arrived stones have assembled that men can be found on earth that can hold the mystery of heaven who is worthy that's how they are asking questions in your family who can open the book of the family who can understand the mystery by which the family has been impoverished and kept under lock and key who is worthy the secrets that have been written for your advancement are still locked the orders must be supplied bountifully into the sanctuary for that seal to break and there is a call there is a call from heaven who is worthy who is worthy who is worthy who is worthy to open the book <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, 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 oh.
from the book and to lose the seeds. There is a book of Benway. That book is locked. And that's why we ask for salvation. How will our deliverance come? When will the Son of Righteousness rise with healing in His wings? Who is worthy? Who is worthy to open the book?
cannot end at this point there must be another insight another proclamation another revelation the book must be open and then suddenly there is a cry for a man and angels on earth and in heaven begin to search among men I was wondering why they did not search for angels but the search was for men a man to open it. Friends, the book of your family must open. The mystery that has governed it must be revealed. Its weakness must be discovered. Is 
Shemina koda yeda rokama. Kabalos. Shemina yamora marakana. Shakina glory. Shakina glory. Shakina. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Now, I see the book. The book. The book. The book that contains the mystery by which a particular family has been bound. I see that book has been recovered. Listen. Listen. I'm not saying that so that you could say amen. Uh, 
Elele soro kupana halabo sadi makaskela. Elele soda, elele sika, elele korosi na kambresko valakapena. That book has been discovered. And in the next few minutes as I pray, God will break the yoke over that family. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you because of the seal that has broken just now. The seal that came up with the revelation that the time of deliverance for these ones have come. And I ask, oh God, tonight, as a law enforcement agent in the kingdom, stretch forth your hand. 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 Break that yoke. Break that yoke. Break that yoke. Break that yoke. There is a new legislation from heaven. Let angels travel far and wide. Let the ordinances written be blotted out. Let men caged be recovered. Let lives bound be set at liberty. Semina konga na kila mona Samaroko samaroko samarakena Aila maraka masayamonema Jesus 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 Something heavy is coming Ayatomene kabado Ola la 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 I command that you break in the name of Jesus Thank you, Father. 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 In Jesus' name. Pharmacist, come. It is you that I see now. Today, 
I decree I decree that season that God has opened over you I decree it today in the name of Jesus God by reason of this new season that you have brought into the life of your daughter let her enlarge to the left and to the right in the name of Jesus Christ I proclaim a new season a new season a new season in the name of Jesus have five more minutes five more minutes you see the spirit of prophecy that is here has not fully rested but it will rest in five minutes now to rest in five minutes hallelujah jesus thank you thank you thank you thank you i will pray a prayer and the spirit will rest it will rest god wants to speak father uh-huh in the name of jesus i give you glory i give you praise i give you glory I give you praise. I give you glory. 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 Lord, loosen their tongues. Release the utterance. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Yes. Aha. It's coming. Loosen their tongues. Release the utterance. Loosen their tongues. Release the utterance. Loosen their tongues. Release the utterance. Okay, the river is already flowing. It's flowing. Loosen their tongues. Release the utterance. 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 In the name of Jesus. I ask so God. I ask so God. Aha. Atelemanda Arako Mahato Korosi Nakadia Marakataya Masato Katakunatuala Bat Release the Otters, Release the Otters, Release the Otters, Release the Otters, Release the Otters. Thank you, Father. Now we are going to wait for two minutes. That utterance is coming, it has been released. Two minutes. It's coming stronger. The utterance, the anointing is coming stronger. It's coming stronger. Now, you, you, your eyes will see something this night. It's coming stronger. <laughs> One of them will begin to behave as if she wants to give birth. He said, She's strong oil. Alabona. <laughs>
One of them will release that utterance. The mighty hand of God. Now, ushers, help me. I want to hear what she's saying. Put that mic there. A time for the unveiling of a new season. A new season can never come until a seal breaks. Now, let's check. Let's check if the utterances are finished. Increase your volume. Let's check. Any power, Marco. 
generation of stones that will bear witness in this season. Now, if you, you can connect all the prophecies, you make a statement. The first one said there's a season that has opened. Seasons don't open until seals break in heaven. possibility of disalignment God is bringing his words the next 10 years will justify and vindicate a man that is aligned today may our lives not be wasted in the years to come For a few years now, about two years now, God has been teaching me about the prophetic ministry. Not because of me personally, but there is a prophetic spirit that will come over this house. So as to give us more potency, more penetration in the realm of the spirit. There is a new season that God has opened. I pray that this conference will be a window that will usher every one of us into this season we give you praise and glory we thank you we ask that you strengthen us that you equip us cause your mighty hand to rest upon us in Jesus mighty name 
Amen. You may be seated if you can. As we round up. The cloud is gathering. But by the time the people in the Bible school are through with this session, we are going to begin a sequence of uh, intense prayer. There is a visitation that is coming amidst us. God is going to open a window. He intends to show us mercy. And we are going to monopolize and take advantage of that window. Hallelujah. I remember many years ago, while we were on campus, a window opened. A window opened and few there were that accessed that window. Five years down the line, we began to see the impact of that window. Grace. Great grace. And there was a season coming that we blot out everybody that did not enter that window. And in that day, boys were separated from men. Destiny divide became so obvious five years down the road on the account of the appropriation of the benefits of that window. Another window opens in this season. I pray that every one of us will be able to access it in Jesus' mighty name. Prayer is a spirit. Now what those people were doing, if that spirit doesn't come upon you, if you try to do it, we will know that. It's a spirit. And we are trusting God that everyone will receive a cloven tongue of fire. That spirit of, of supplication will come upon you. Such as can take you for 40 years. It will come upon you. And you will be galvanized for 40 years. There were encounters people had that took care of 40 years in their life. Took care of 10 years. We have an opportunity coming. I pray that God will help us to take advantage of it.